Good morning. It's time to Awaken with Mark and Dr. Joe Holcraft. Awaken is your local morning show. We present the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 7 a.m. Central with Mark Holcraft, Executive Director of Real Presence Radio, and his brother, Dr. Joe Holcraft, Professor and Director of the High Calling Program at the Avila Institute. Together, they will help you wake up and get ready for your day with a mix of national and local personalities, connecting examples in church history, contemporary relevance, and lively witness through the lens of the saints. Now, let's awaken with Mark and Dr. Joe Holcraft. Welcome to Real Presence Radio's inaugural episode of Awaken. Awaken is our newest programming for Real Presence Radio. My name is Mark Holcraft. I'm the Executive Director. And I'm here with my co-host for this new program, who is also my brother, uh, Dr. Joseph Holcraft. Uh, Joe? Say hi. <laughs> Mark, it's, it, it's great to be with you, Mark. I am jazzed. I'm excited. Uh, I woke up this morning thinking to myself, uh, I'm, I'm about to start a, a podcast and a YouTube with my brother, and this is going to be really exciting, not only to explore the Catholic faith with, with you, Mark, but, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you and I, uh, as we've grown up together, um, have had a lot of, um, have, have had a lot of moments together where, uh, you know, we've helped each other in the faith, and I'm just looking forward to not only exploring the faith uh, and this topic we're talking about uh, with respect to Arise and certainly intercessory prayer, but also to draw from our, our, our shared experience in coming into the faith. So uh, this yeah. is something I'm really yeah. looking forward to. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Joe, I'm very excited. You know, I... Uh, I introduced you as Dr. Joseph Holcraft, and then I immediately go into Joe, and that's just what yeah. our listeners can expect. That's what you can expect. Yeah. Um, I'll be <laughs> yeah. going into it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. as you can imagine. Um, so a little bit about Joe and I, uh, and a little bit also about why, why Awaken, why this new program with Real Presence Radio. Um, and so, and, and just into that, so Real Presence Radio, uh, we're excited for this new program for our network, with uh, the program being entitled Awaken. But what we're also excited about is there's, we have our Real Presence Live, which is our local programming. You listeners, you know that you listen to it. Uh, I'm thankful for it. We love it. Um, what's unique with Awaken is it's a little bit of local combined with national, maybe even uh, international, mm. as far as who we get to uh, rub elbows with, who we want to introduce our local network listeners with. You know, we have our listeners in as far east or northeast in our uh, in our uh, network here in Duluth, and then as far as southwest as Rapid City and Gillette, Wyoming, right, and then Minnesota, North and South Dakota, uh, even some listeners in Wisconsin. That's our network, but what we want to also introduce you to is how universal the Catholic Church is, the Catholic faith really is, and yet how local, uh, how that universal, you know, the world is made small. You know, to say, there's a saying, you know, we love our Catholic dot to dots. You know, all of a sudden the Catholic Church just makes the world almost tangible, much more tangible uh, and universal with our faith. And so, uh, in working with Joe, Joe is actually joining us from Ohio, uh, my former stomping grounds, kind of. He's just outside of Columbus, Ohio, uh, where I came from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, six months ago. Um, and Joe works with Avila Institute. So you're going to hear quite a bit with an organization called Avila Institute and spiritualdirection.com. They'll tie right into a lot of the things, um, the opportunity that we experience with Real Presence Radio. And so there's a tying of these, not just 
two brotherly worlds, <laughs> but two <coughs> encounters and experiences of the Catholic faith that reveals not just two experiences, but a far broader experience of the universal church that we get to bring right to our local RPR network. And so there's this, there's this kind of bridge Amen. that I'm excited to experience uh, for all of us. Uh, so uh, saddle up. RPR listeners, because <laughs> we're, uh, we're going to tap in, and as all good things should begin, our, our theme today, if you will, it's going to speak specific to prayer, uh, coming from, actually, uh, Joe's latest book called Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. Okay, and so uh, there's going to be, our, our first few episodes, actually, are going to hinge on the different chapters of this book. But ultimately, not just about the book, but it's about the spiritual life. You know, we're going to start to enter into the spiritual life. And this is some of the experience and excitement we have for Awaken, right? What do we want to do? What are we awakening? You know, and Joe, if you, and uh, some of the things that you speak of, we want to awaken and arouse the spiritual life within our hearts, right? Within our soul. Amen. But uh, Joe, could you say a little bit, because there's an interesting word, play on words, just within awaken, because there's another word that's really kind of popped up in our culture called the woke, being a woke culture. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, throughout human history, really, especially um, since the time of Christ, you see um, you see Satan hijacking certain words. And uh, no doubt of the past 10 to 15 years, we've seen this with different things, most recently with the word um, woke. You know, woke in many sense is a parody of this all-important reality of arising in Christ or being awakened in Christ. Arise, O sleeper. Well, you know, we have this culture uh, that we've identified, if not the cancel culture, as the woke culture. We've, we have suddenly been awakened right into this new reality and and we call it the woke culture Mm -hmm. Um, now underneath this umbrella of woke culture there's a lot of uh, different things but a lot of it is tied to that which is tied to the 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 freedom of of choice or this um this freedom for indifference as opposed to a freedom for excellence and entering into a freedom in christ and so one of the things that no doubt Mark will be talking about is the ways in which even through uh, the spiritual life and, and the life of, of prayer and intercessory prayer, how a true arising, a true awakening comes by virtue of inviting the Holy Spirit into our life. Arise, O sleeper. This takes place by the invocation of the Holy Spirit. So as the woke culture is suddenly a- a- awakened into all of these, what one could even say, non-realities, uh, ultimately, <laughs> what we are made to see is that this call we have in the Spirit is, is to arise and be awakened in the one true reality of God. Uh, and so, yeah, this is something we see throughout uh, the history of the Church and, and the way in which, more specifically, Satan tries to parody or, or hijack. As Satan is the father of all lies, you know, we read in sacred scripture. And so this constant hijacking, or even to some extent, maybe we can better identify it as a plagiarizing, you know, arising in Christ, being awakened in Christ um, is a good thing, the best of things, right? Adversary would suggest no, you know, uh, being awakened into 
something else that which the, the, the cancel culture has established before us is the highest good. Um, we are uh, tolerant of all things now but Christianity. And so uh, we have to be thinking about these things as, as we move forward. But no doubt, Mark, really our focus for these first 10 weeks is what does it mean to be awakened in Christ? And all these other things with respect to the woke culture, the cancel, uh, cancel culture, uh, while that will all still be there, the bottom line is uh, first and foremost our relationship with Jesus Christ, how God forms and informs that relationship, and then ultimately how we are called to interact with you know, the culture that is around us and doing so with, with love and joy. Amen. Amen. I mean, as you're talking about the adversary, the, the phrase that came into mind, one of the, the titles of the evil one, the great deceiver, right? Um, mm. And yeah. friends, this is like, listeners, this is what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to mention one thing. I'm going to loft a softball to Joe and he's going to smoke it out of the room. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, let's just say uh, the, the tangents that can come can launch. So if you know me or if you know Joe, you know that's not an unusual thing. Uh, But one of the things that we have offered this this show, particularly too, is there's, and it's not just this show, but there's a certain sense where there's really no, there's not really such thing as a tangent. We're just, like Joe said, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit in to really guide our conversation, invite you into that conversation. Uh, That being said, Joe, let's pray, huh? Let's let's begin and pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle on them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would animate within us your Spirit of truth, your Spirit of beauty, your gift of beauty, all with charity. Uh, May we not only proclaim your truth, but to proclaim it with charity, to proclaim it with love, uh, to let that love shine brightly. Lord, we ask that you would bless our listeners' ears, help them to hear and receive your truth and to internalize the spiritual truths, especially the truths that you speak to us in the spiritual life. Continue, in the words of St. Paul, continue to teach us to pray as we ought. And we pray particularly uh, with the intercession of the great saints, uh, St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Blessed our uh, servant of God, Juniper, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The, the shout-out to servant of God, Juniper, is going to come out later on. Um, so hopefully that piqued your curiosity, because Juniper, um, I was going to say he's one of my favorites, but I feel like I say that about every saint that I come to learn more about. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I know. learn about their saints like, this is ridiculous. This guy's awesome. I, oh, Mark, I do awesome. the same thing. I do the same thing all the time. And I just, I just conceded to the fact that uh, I'm going to stop saying it. <laughs> I, know, I know. This is my favorite saint. If anybody's paying yeah. attention, like, dude, you got a lot of favorite saints. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, we can have those who we pray devotionals to, right? Uh, um, certainly St. Maximilian Colby is close to my heart as, as there's a certain devotion to him. And rightfully, we can talk about our favorite saints in that context. But you said it, Mark. You get to know these saints. Brother Juniper being one, I mean, my goodness, uh, this, this man is extraordinary. And, and I'm gonna, we're going to have, I think, a lot of fun talking about him. But, uh, you know, we, we unpack these figures and, and suddenly there are saints. Actually, my, my, um, my youngest son, Isaac, 
uh, for, for those viewing and listening, you know, he recently said, oh, three weeks ago, gosh, dad, you have, you have lots of favorites. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can't, can't really argue with it. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe, let's, um, let's, let's dive into at least just the beginnings of your book, the ideas of your book. You know, we're talking unleashing the power of intercessory prayer. And I, would you say, and, you know, it's funny because I listen to interviews and sometimes whoever like the interviewer is, they, they, they give them a question, but it's not really a question like, okay, you just set them up. Well, I'm going to set you up a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, sure. we're talking intercessory prayer, but what I was going to say is, would you say before you could talk intercessory prayer, you probably just have to talk about prayer first, huh? Um, yeah. I mean, you, you really do. It can be so broad, but but can you give a little context to you know at least in the power of intercessory prayer in regards to that? Yeah, well, I, I would first go to probably First uh, Timothy uh, two verses one to five uh, because there Saint Paul is writing to um, to Timothy to Saint Timothy, and he reads and he says, and I'll go ahead and, and read this here. Um, and this is uh, verses, verses 1 to 4. First of all, then, I urge that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. This is good, and it is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So there, Paul employs this Greek verb um, that speaks to um, the favor a subject enjoys when being brought into the presence of a king and being um, given the opportunity to make... But the thing about it is, Mark, when you look at the Greek, it's just not that. The ties to it is familiar speech. Familiar speech. So one would then have to ask the question, okay, the subject knows the king, right? So we can intercede, but we first have to, right, be in union with God. Uh, and when you talk about union with God, that begins the, the language of prayer and the conversation of prayer, because prayer itself really is a conversation with God, courtship with God, where we enter into aspiring union with God, uh, intimacy with God. Uh, prayer is about what but familial, uh, familiar speech. So when uh, St. Paul is employing this, this Greek term, he wants us to see, and certainly Timothy is interpreting it as such that, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I've been given a particular grace to share in this call we have to intercede. In the Old Testament, Mark, the responsibility of intercession was tied to the priesthood, right? The, 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 the Levitical, Levitical priesthood, the high priesthood. Yeah. 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 Uh, in the New Testament, the responsibility of the intercessor is you and me. As by virtue of our baptism, we now share in uh, the intercession of the one high priest, Jesus Christ. That's, oh, by the way, why in verse 5, Paul goes on to say, we share in the one mediation of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, So St. Paul is, note, urging. He's urging Timothy to intercede. Well, what is he asking for? The success of his own mission, right? The success of his own mission. St. Thomas Aquinas, and and this is to paraphrase, uh, uh, says, God doesn't need our prayers to achieve his end goal, but he wishes to act 
and respond according to our prayer, right? So there's the, this great invitation we have to share in this call we have to intercede. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, St. Paul says what? But make your requests known to God. Uh, your requests known to God and know the peace of God. Right, so when we talk about the intercession, we're also talking about the importance of just not entering into that familiar speech, but also that which we all desire, Mark, uh, desire, Mark. I think, in, in the deepest inner places of our heart, um, and that's peace. Uh, so, Joe, so, with respect, go ahead. I, I'm going to interrupt you here. Uh, so, because I'm, I'm hanging on some words that you're using. You know, we've used the word intercession. Uh, one, one could say, well, duh, we're talking about the book. Well, yeah. <laughs> But in particular, in scriptural context, you just use the word intercession and mediation. You know, and we were talking a little bit about this before. But um, there's a couple of thoughts. And I realize we're going to have to take a commercial break here soon. Or we'll just take a break here soon. Doesn't have to be a commercial break. <laughs> My bad, Eli. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to see, I want to discuss if there is a difference. What would be the difference? of intercessory prayer, like intercession and mediation, one. And the other, I almost want to go back a little bit to when you mentioned the Levitical priesthood, because the first thing that came to my mind is, if I'm one of our listeners, you know, we read scripture, let's face it, on the surface, the book of Leviticus is not the most exciting thing. It is filled with laws, and and you're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) it's just like, what am I reading, you know? So, in that whole context, what... You know, maybe we'll have to come back to that in a minute, but I would want to explore sure. that a little bit with you because you said the role of the intercessor first belonged to the priests and the Levitical priesthood. Yeah. And of course, that's Old Testament. New Testament, we see, I just immediately ran ahead like, that's our priest, right? The priest, the priesthood of Jesus Christ. You know, the phrase that I'm just, I don't know if I'm making it up, but maybe it's been said, like, the great intercessor. Jesus is going to be the great intercessor because there's a certain, yeah. he's the great offering. You know, in that regard, but then it's the priesthood of Jesus Christ, the New Testament, the church, the New Testament church, if you will, us, the Catholic Church. So his role of intercession. There's all kinds of things there. Uh, We have just a few seconds. So, Joe, we'll take a break here. uh, And when we come back from the break, we'll pick up on the difference between intercession and mediation. And maybe even some, Joe, if you can start to lay out a little bit too, what we see in the old priesthood, Levitical priesthood, and the priesthood of Jesus Christ. Be back in a minute. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more after this short coffee break. You're listening to Awaken on the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back to Awaken on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now back to more lively, faith-filled conversation with Mark and Dr. Joe Holcraft. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio's new inaugural episode of Awaken. Um, I'm here, Mark Holcraft, with our, not our guest, but our co-host, uh, Joseph Holcraft, Dr. Holcraft, a.k.a. Joe. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're picking up where we left off. We're talking intercessory prayer. And again, to be honest, I started to go on a tangent again <laughs> in regards to uh, Levitical priesthood, uh, but really yeah. the role of the priest in uh, Joe, I think you you were wise to point out. You know what? We're gonna actually gonna dig into that to a future episode. But do you want to just uh, summate or 
encapsulate yeah. where we're going with that? Sure, sure, Mark. The important thing to understand here is, and just, this is going back to 1 Timothy 2, 5, when St. Paul writes, just after he wrote, <laughs> I urge you, St. Timothy, to offer up these various forms of prayers, one of which being intercession. He says, there is one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ Jesus. Uh, you know, you had asked about mediation and intercession, and I do make the distinction in the book, but really, we can simplify this. Um, a mediator is one who seeks to resolve conflict between two parties, right? Uh, theologically, theologically, uh, <laughs> uh, a mediator is one who resolves the conflict between God and man, the conflict of sin. This is what Jesus does and only Jesus does, right? Hence, the one mediator. By virtue of baptism, we have been invited into this one mediation. This is what Paul is speaking to. Now, the distinction between mediator and intercession, mediator in Scripture spe uh, specifically speaks to the individual, right? Uh, inter Intercessor, it's more, it's 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 better to say between. mediator, and, and maybe I sure. said intercessor, but it's better to say mediator, uh, uh, and, and intercession being the action. Now, this isn't this isn't any kind of uh, this isn't the refined theological statement that comes from the congregation, the doctrine of faith, by no means, right? But uh, you know, I was asked the question one time when uh, when I was writing the book, and so I put it in there as a footnote. It is interesting though because. I do think it might help us to understand the importance, uh, importance of what a mediator is, resolving this conflict. Specific mark to 1 Timothy 2.5. Uh, because, well, you know, I, I've been in radio for, for 15 years and, and I was in an interdenominational radio station. So I would get the question asked a lot. Why do you pray to the saints? Why do you pray to Mary? 1 Timothy 2.5. Well, mm -hmm. I, I'm always quick to point out, well, look at the first four verses. <laughs> Because the first four verses actually speak to the importance of uh, praying in the one mediation of Jesus Christ, but doing so uh, as, as one who is a, a, a share in this mediation. I mean, as I often say, you know, Mark, how often do we go to one another, and, and Catholic, non-Catholics alike, and ask the simple question, can you pray for me? Or can you pray for this? Or can you pray for that? We constantly go to one another asking for each other prayers. Uh, why not? Uh, who better to go to than the saints and to Mary? Those who were closest to the heart of Christ, right? Mm. Who shared so uniquely in the one mediation of Christ, who devoted their life to the one mediation of Christ. Um, and to some extent, that begins to point to, Mark, I think, your question with respect to the Levitical priesthood uh, and the New Testament priesthood, right? Because what we have in the Old Testament and the Levitical priesthood was only a precursor uh, and a promise pointing to something greater in the one high priest, Jesus Christ, as the letter to the Hebrews highlights. So to speak to Jesus Christ as the one and final definitive uh, priestly mediator is to no doubt highlight who he is resolving that conflict of sin and how we are called to participate then in this mediation, config configuring ourselves to him. And we do this, of course, first and foremost, because of the gift we have received in baptism. St. Paul said it, Mark, right? When he used the word intercessions, he's employing 
a Greek verb that is very specific. You now have favor. God has found favor upon you to go to him as a subject. Yes, but the new covenant is so much more. You are now a son of God. Go to him as a son of God. And, and, for, the, and for all of our listeners, a child of God. And make your requests known to me, God says. And do so in familiar speech. Know me well, and, yeah. and then let me let me hear your request. I familiar speech, and Joe, I, I part of me. <laughs> well, I laugh because, uh, well, one, we're going to go deeper into this, and two, a few episodes later, <laughs> listeners like, um, so there's more to go into. Yes, I mean the, the short answer to that is yes. There's so much more. There's always, and one of my favorite phrases: "There's always more with God." There's always more with God. Yeah. Um, yeah, the God is the always more. God is the always more. He is. Yeah. He is. And so, I mean, again, <laughs> and again, to resist temptation, just to sit on the word, there, just God is. Uh, and mm. done. You know, right? <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But one of the things <laughs> that comes to mind, too, you're talking intercessor mediator. Um, my mind went immediately to the role of parents. You know, like, mm-hmm. what's, what, where do we encounter this? You know, we should encounter it with our parents. Um, and of course, just in the nature of this show um, with two brothers, I, I immediately, um, and I will admit, Joe, you started talking and there was a point I could not tell you what you were saying because I was brought back right to a memory. Uh, not just a memory, mm-hmm. but memories in general. Um, I think somewhere between the ages. So Joe, uh, for our listeners, uh, Dr. Holcraft, he's older than myself. Uh, he has roughly 17 months on me. Um, and so growing up, uh, especially in those uh, elementary years, but I could think of from when I was roughly, you know, seven, eight years old till I was about 10. So Joe, you're eight to 11. Uh, we probably fought every day. <laughs> think of, um, and some of those fights were, were doozies. Some of them were... Uh, <laughs> They were doozies. As we'd like to say, back in the day, they were goochers, right? Not, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as a parent now, as a dad now of six kids, you being a, a father to four, like, oh my gosh, do we lament when we see our kids fighting? You're like, oh, settle down. Our poor mom, <laughs> in that regard, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, God, God hopefully have a, would have a special place for uh, Maureen Holcraft <laughs> in mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But as a mediator, I mean, how often, how often is she not just breaking up fights, but that is, in a very simple fashion, mediating and, uh, or interceding, you know, where there's a certain sense of coming off, stepping in on my behalf to protect me from, you know, getting beat up. Because the story was, I wasn't usually beating you up. <laughs> or if I did get yeah, a good yeah, shot, yeah, yeah. then uh, you're going to come back at me, right? Uh, <laughs> but in, in all those things that are really very much typical boys in, in that regard, uh, but uh, the role of a parent. And so then my mind also then went to, and we'll come to this in a different episode that I'm excited about, but the role of Mary as a mediator, huh? You know, so we sure. see the live experience of uh, parents, a mom and dad, Stepping in, mediating, interceding, interceding for their children, uh, praying on behalf of the children, praying for the children, teaching the children how to pray, how to intercede. Um, and yet mm-hmm. all the more, all the more, how Our Lady comes to our aid to in turn uh, teach us these things in a more perfect way. You know, um, 
So there's so much. There's so much. This is why we can't contain this in one episode. <laughs> there's so yeah, much sure. that's going to be said and shared regarding intercession. There is, Mark, but you actually, in talking about our times growing up together, and certainly there's going to be a lot of this in, in upcoming weeks and months, I think highlights something very important. And, and I'm, I'm going back to, uh, so I have two sons, two girls. My oldest uh, is Colby, the two boys, Colby, he's, he's uh, 15, soon to be 16, which is just crazy. And then my youngest son is nine years old and, and they really go at it. Well, they've been going at it last night. And uh, Jackie, my wife, looked at me and said, you're going to break this up? And well, I didn't for two reasons. Um, a, I was just kind of chuckling, but that's not one of the two reasons, <laughs> just to watch them being reminded of us, of course. But I got to thinking, you know, as they're going at it, as they're wrestling, um, there's, there's this, at least it struck me last night, this need for them to kind of wrestle. Now, if, yeah. you know, at some point, if it gets too much, then you stop, you intervene. But um, as they were wrestling and, and the younger son wasn't crying yet, right? <laughs> and they're going at it. No doubt the younger one started at this time. I just wanted to let them wrestle. You know, in the Old Testament, yeah. we see Jacob wrestling, right, with the angel, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a whole other episode and, and, and what that was all about. But at the very least, at the very least, Mark, and this really does bring this back to intercessory prayer, um, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI would suggest that that, that wrestling is necessary because in the spiritual life, we wrestle with God to come to understand the ways in which God reveals himself. Amen. So I was just made to think about that yesterday. But the other thing, Mark, is I was waiting for uh, my younger son to say, help, right? Mm. And when he came to me as his father, I would then intervene, right? Um, in the spiritual life, Again, paraphrasing Thomas Aquinas, it, he doesn't need our intercessory prayers, you know, to to act, but he wishes to use our prayers in his response. Right? Uh, th this is the power of intercessory prayer. This is the means by which we can begin to understand the invitation of prayer itself. Um, God doesn't need anything. He has everything in His absolute transcendent goodness and love. But yet he desires that we share in his infinite mystery of love. And one of the ways in which we do is by virtue of the act of intercessory prayer. Um, and I'll tell you, once Isaac said, Dad, help, <laughs> you know, I yeah. intervened. You know, so that's God the Father um, is watching and, you know, no doubt he's not bound to intercessory prayer but because of his desire for us to share in his infinite mystery, he's he's waiting for that help, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's that's an element of intercessory prayer that is is again very important and something we're going to really get into um, farther down the road. But well, uh, an, an important image, Mark, that you bring up for sure. Oh, for sure. Because even <laughs> even in the example you used with Colby and Isaac, uh, which. Uh, uh, for our listeners, uh, I, Isaac, so I have a nine-year-old myself, his name is Dominic, and Dominic and Isaac, they could really go off as, uh, they, could, they could pass off being brothers, easy. Uh, they kind of look like each other, there's a similar demeanor, um, 
But I, as you were talking about Isaac, I was picturing, you know, because there's a certain sense of, like, within intercession or coming, you know, the Father comes to the aid, uh, there's a certain kind of justice to that, right? Uh, justice and mercy yeah. shall kiss, you know. Uh, and I, <laughs> I was picturing, because even though, even, and I wasn't there last night, but you had hinted that Isaac had, may have started that one, <laughs> yeah. you know. As um, he does most of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> As you did with me, but that's not my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my kids would say the same thing. You know, Dominic is the instigator, and and David or Dominic would even admit it. You know, in his better moments, but yet, yeah. and so that's where like the justice of it is mercy. In that, how often yeah. are we starting it? How often is are, are we initiating this sin? Um, sin is never going to be God's fault, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. the one we get to claim 100% our own <laughs> yeah, in that degree. Yeah. But uh, how easy it is, because I know I've said it to our kids, like, you have this coming. You deserve it, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, the instigator, yeah. you know, Isaac's instigating it, and yet he's still, you know, dad, help. You know, there's something that is beautiful about that and it is something very real as far as us we're initiating the sin and how often are we calling out to god the father to say help man what if the father said to us huh you deserve it (laughs) you get what's coming to you you know it just to me it just all the more points to the need the need for intercession uh and, and like you said too earlier even in the situations the times, even in the times we get ourselves in a bad situation and we go to our brothers and sisters, our friends, family, can you please pray for me? Can you please pray for this? Um, and we may not always want to admit <laughs> because I got us into this hole, <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's yeah. what we're called to. This, this, um, yeah. And I think, you know, so I want to tie this into our theme of awaken. What does that have to do with awaken? Well, it's just this, you know, Joe, you spoke so briefly earlier about the woke culture and this cancel culture, which, by the way, the whole theme of Awaken has nothing to do with, this isn't a response to the woke culture. That's not why we're doing this show. Yeah, sure, <laughs> um, sure. The Holy Spirit sure. has much bigger plans, you know, yeah, Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So when I was praying about this and praying into this, and not only the, this is the theme of our show, but this is the theme of Real Presence Radio for this year. Um, we prayed into this as a staff, and this is what we feel like the Holy Spirit lifted up was the theme for the year for Real Presence Radio of, of Awaken. Um, and then we thought, well, how appropriate too, to fit this into uh, this new program for Real Presence Radio Awaken. But to tie in the reality of, you know, what the justice, if you will, of intercessory prayer, let alone prayer. I mean, gosh, so much can be said about that. Um, but if you will, the, the justice of prayer is mercy. Mercy awakens us. It rekindles our senses. It allows us to see the world as God has created it. It allows us to see each other in the, in the, with the lens of Christ, if you will. Um, Amen. Amen. So I just, I, I, I just, in so many of our conversations, Joe, one of the things I am kind of excited about is certainly, yes, we want to be intentional. How do we tie it? How does that have anything to do with Awaken? You know, um, but really, as we said, as we started this episode, is the Holy Spirit really wants to reawaken or awaken anew something in us that we didn't even know is, was inside of us. But by virtue of our baptism yeah. and by virtue of the gift of the power of the Holy Spirit we receive in confirmation, how the Holy Spirit stirs up these gifts. Well, when we finally see these gifts manifested, 
not just the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and not just the, the particular charisms or manifestations of the Holy Spirit uh, that St. Paul refers to in Corinthians, but just really just to stir a life of virtue. You know, to stir that yeah. it is in us, the Holy Spirit is ready to rekindle or reawaken uh, a new sense of faith or a newness of faith in us. Uh, so important. Amen. Yeah, I mean, St. Paul says in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, that the time has come for you to arise. Salvation is near. You know, and, and those words can be echoed uh, to every soul who's ever read them or heard them over the last 2,000 years because salvation is near. You know, uh, for, for, for anything that is visible, you know, uh, if everything that becomes visible is light, St. Paul says elsewhere in Ephesians 5. And, and so what does St. Paul go on to say? Awake, O sleeper. So there's this reality, Mark, of being awakened into a life of God, which is, yeah, a life of prayer. But what does prayer breed? What is the outgrowth or consequence of prayer but a life of virtue, right? We've been, you, you mentioned baptism. We've been given the, the virtues of faith, hope, and love and baptism. And these are virtues that are to be exercised by virtue of nurturing our prayer. I know we're coming up on a, on a break here, Mark, but no doubt it's important to be mindful of the relationship between prayer and virtue. Absolutely. And we'll come back to that after the break. You've made the right choice to start your morning with Awaken. Stay with us. There's much more to come after this short break. Thanks for starting your day with us. Now back to more Awaken, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio's Awaken, uh, pro new program, inaugural program. We're here with Joe Holcraft, myself as Mark Holcraft, uh, and we're going to pick up where we left off. We just talked about, we just left off in discussing virtue. St. Paul's talking virtue. Um, and really, I, I was talking with uh, Dr. Holcraft over the break quickly. Um, and really, we just want to dive in a little bit into, uh, can you dive in a little bit? I just realized myself. I'm just going to dive in a little bit <laughs> with uh, Brother Juniper, Servant of God Juniper. He's one of the first followers and companions of Francis of Assisi. Um, and so this is one of the things, with, uh, with every episode, we want to tie in uh, one of the saints. Uh, Joe and I have a love of the saints. Honestly, a big part of that is because how much they have been a part of God's plan in God using the saints to fashion and form us, to inspire us. What, what does it look like? What can it look like to pursue a life of holiness uh, in this world? You know, am I saying that I'm holy? Nope. <laughs> but, but striving for it. But striving for it. You know, mm. the ch- I'll let the church proclaim that after I die. <laughs> you know, uh, God willing, right, for any one of us. But we are striving for that. Uh, so, Joe, and, and unless there are some thoughts you wanted to cap off before we discuss Brother Juniper, did you want to share some things regarding mm. the servant of God? Sure, with respect to Brother Juniper. Um, yeah, so um, for those of you who, who do not know, um, either listening or viewing, um, I had the blessed opportunity to discern a call to the priesthood, and I did so with the Franciscans um, for a couple years. And uh, so I had the opportunity to um, 
spend two years to study the Franciscan way. One of those years was what is called a novitiate. So for 365 days, you really don't go anywhere. You just pray and work, right, and study. And it provided me the opportunity to get to know St. Francis of Assisi quite well um, and his followers. And I know, I know off the top of this program, we talked about uh, no longer talking about favorites. Gosh, here I go again. <laughs> I love St. Francis of Assisi. Can I say that Brother Juniper is my favorite companion? <laughs> I, I think because Francis said, said something similar, so I think you're in good company. And amen. Yes, as St. Francis of Assisi said on, on one occasion after um, Brother Juniper evangelized him, um, oh, if there were a forest of junipers in this community, he said, right? Um, which just takes us to, to the story and, and why he said that, because I do think it highlights really the essence of who this man is with respect to virtue. Um, as the story goes... And the story is called The Pig's Foot. <laughs> okay, The Pig's Foot. Um, Brother Juniper had a great love for his fellow friars. And on one occasion, uh, a fellow friar fell ill, gravely ill. And he said, what can I do for you? And <laughs> the friar says, I'm so hungry. What I would do for a pig's foot, preserved just as I want it and cooked just the way I like it. And Brother Juniper, without thinking about it, in his eccentric, very um, uh, rambunctious way of, of living, uh, one once said that he's nothing but outrageous extremes, um, went into the field and found a pig. And what did he do? He cut off the pig's foot and there went off the pig. You know, <laughs> He comes back, he brings the cook over, and they cook up this pig's foot. Um, you know, it was, it was a delicatessen, right? And so... He takes it to his, his sick friar, and the sick friar, he says, well, I, I wanted a pig's foot, but but Juniper, you you brought me a pig's foot. You know, and not a pig's foot up. And, uh, and Juniper says, of course I did, because that's what you wanted me to do. Now, guess who came knocking on the door, right? Can we hear that? Guess, guess who came knocking on the door, but the owner of the pig. And he called Francis to the door. And the owner of the pig said, hey, I've got a lame pig. <laughs> and the people around my ranch were telling me that who's at the service, that's right, the service of God, you're taking on my pigs. You know, what's up with that? St. Francis of Assisi got really upset. So he went to uh, Brother Juniper and he said, Juniper, you can't be doing that. <laughs> you know, what's on? <laughs> and, and Juniper, in his humility and his simplicity, said, but this was the desire of our sick friar. And St. Francis of Assisi, who himself is, of course, the saint of humility, right, says, you know, but there's the order of justice and and it, it's probably best you didn't go do that. Well, he went on to tell him, you need to go to the owner of the ranch and uh, you need to beg for his forgiveness. Because the other thing, Juniper, is he's starting to spread rumors about those Franciscans in our town and, and it's gonna hinder our service. Okay, I'm sorry, uh, Francis, but I, I was just, my intentions were good, but you're right, you're the superior. So he goes to, he goes to the ranch and he, he, he asks for his forgiveness, but he explained why he did it. And he did so with great fervor 
and a deep love for God, as the rancher would later testify, because after he had that encounter with Juniper, he said, I, the rancher did, he said, I am the one who needs to apologize. You have done a great act of service. Uh, part of Juniper's explanations that they're for us to eat, you know. Right. Uh, and and the, the, uh, the ranch owner saw that ultimately he not only forgave himself, uh, sought forgiveness from Juniper. The ranch owner went to St. Francis of Assisi and explained his encounter with Juniper. And Francis of Assisi went to Juniper and apologized. You know, it, now, wow. that's the context in which he said, um, oh, if we had a forest of Junipers. Uh, a man of, of deep love for God. In prayer, we're talking about the outgrowth and consequence of prayer being virtue. Um, Juniper never missed an opportunity to be at the service of God. <laughs> the stories are endless, Mark. Then I'll just share one more. And then I know you have some to share, but uh, or some things to talk about with respect to Juniper. But he would willingly just give up his cloak, give up his habit. Like he yeah, would take off yeah. pieces of his habit. And uh, his superior called him over and said, Juniper, you just can't do that. <laughs> you just can't do that. And he says, okay, okay, you're right. He says, you know, you, you're going to basically be naked. He says, but those who are naked are coming to me. And he says, but you can't give your whole habit. And also the habit represents something. Juniper yeah. says, okay. Uh, so he encounters a, a poor man, a man who was all but naked on the streets in Assisi. And he asks him for something. And he says, well, I would give you some of my cloak, but, I, but I've been told I can't do that. So here's the thing. If you take it from me, then I can go back <laughs> to my superior and I can tell them that I didn't give it away. Well, they did. Left Juniper. All day, right? He goes back to superior. Superior sees him and says, Juniper, what did I tell you? You know, he said, oh, no, no, understand. I, I didn't give it away. It was taken from me, right? <laughs> so, With a smile on his, his face. Deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. His deep, deep love for is what governed all his actions. I've got to believe, even if he kind of circumvented, if you will, uh, the superior's request, uh, God was smiling. You know, God was smiling. I for was sure. naked and you clothed me, right, is what we read in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, so Juniper was a man of God, no doubt, and, and a man who, who went to the farthest lengths to be at the service of God himself. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, um, like you said, there are so many stories of Brother Juniper. One of my favorite, and it, it's what it's what's came to mind when I, as Joe, as we were talking about this episode, and we, we wanted to try to associate as best we can I'm praying to, you know, what saint would we want to necessarily, you know, highlight, but also in a certain sense, uh, particularly asked to intercede within each episode. And Brother Juniper came to mind. <clears throat> one of the stories that I'm mindful of is, uh, it's a really short one. Um, if you're not familiar, so Francis of Assisi uh, in his life had regular uh, uh, interactions, either with, with, with demons or so... The supernatural in Francis's life was natural, right? The extraordinary was ordinary, and that he had these interactions with, in these bouts with with demons, but also uh, visions of, of angels. And one of the experiences Francis was having is he's being attacked by a demon, 
uh, what specific way, I don't know. But his response was, if you keep this up, I'm going to sick Brother Juniper on you. And the demon flee. And yeah. uh, what he was getting at uh, this, with this particular bout or interaction with this demon was uh, Juniper's humility. If you keep yeah. coming, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sick this, this godly dose of humility uh, yeah. for Juniper. You know, and Amen. What's, what's, why did this, some of the thoughts that stirred in mind for me with this, um, as we inaugurate uh, this, this program uh, of Awaken with Real Presence Radio, Real Presence Radio is an affiliate of EWTN, right? And as an affiliate, we have a particular love and appreciation for uh, Mother Angelica. Right, um, mm. Mm. we actually I think uh, we would have just surpassed I think her five year anniversary of her passing, and mm. so um, one of the things Mother Mother Angelica was known for saying all kinds of things, and I'm going to paraphrase one of them is uh, do not expect the miraculous if you're not willing to do the ridiculous, mm. you know. And Juniper, as <laughs> was, was seen with the pig's foot, was willing to do the ridiculous, right? Yeah, and so just that um, it's no accident that we appeal to God. Uh, we ask the Father uh, with the, through the intercession of uh, Brother Juniper, a servant of God Juniper, to intercede for us uh, on, in multiple ways. One, um, that we would always be led, Joe, in, in, in humility, which is often um, an overwhelming thing to pray for. <laughs> you pray for humility, you'll be given it, and that's just going to be a big adventure in and of itself. <laughs> Always. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, but I certainly have no problem praying for Juniper's intercession. You know, um, there's power in his intercession, but then also, too, just his witness. His, uh, his holiness, his sanctification was because of the witness of holiness that he lived. You know, it's not necessarily yeah. the miracles that occurred while he was living as much as the life of virtue that he lived and the witness to virtue that he lived. That's someone, like you said, uh, Francis of Assisi would say, oh, that there were a, for- a forest of junipers. Um, yeah. We need that forest right now. We need that forest to help mm. uh, awaken our hearts, to stir in within us. Uh, we need those intercessors. And so a big part of the show Awaken is we are not going to shy away in any way to beg and to share the stories of these great heavenly witnesses, right? These uh, written in Hebrews, you know, the cloud of witnesses. We're going to call upon this cloud of witnesses to intercede for us and to intercede for our listeners to stir and awaken what the Holy Spirit really wants us to know. Uh, What encounter does the Holy Spirit have before our listeners? What does the Holy Spirit desire for our listeners this day? You know, and how, how is He planning to uh, encounter them? You know, well, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. we hope that Awaken uh, is a part of that. Um, and that's where we put it at the service of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, any, Joe, any thoughts that you want to share? Any further thoughts regarding Juniper? Yeah, well, a couple things, Mark. You had touched upon uh, St. Francis of Assisi saying, I'm going to sick Juniper on you. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to deal with him, was the extended phrase. I'm going to sick, sick Juniper on you, and you're going to you're gonna have to deal with him. Uh, it's like, yeah, there's, there's the, um, mm. the story. And again, this speaks to the power of presence as well, and in a profound way, I think, 
uh, a family was following on the roadside a young man who was possessed. And uh, they would, it's interesting, um, you would think that all of Italy had this problem, but because Assisi was such a magnet of peace, Satan disrupted that. And so there was actually uh, Assisi during the time of St. Francis Assisi was a place of, um, while a great deal of peace, it was trying to be disrupted. Uh, so there was this, this man who was possessed along the roadside of Assisi, and his family was following him, wanted to see what he was doing, where he was going. Clearly, he, 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 there was some level of possession. And suddenly, he just kind of darted off into these side roads. And they caught up to him, I think that the, the story is told, seven miles later. Wow. And when they, when they caught up to him, they said, why are we... You know, off the quite literally beaten path, and and this man says, "Oh, brother Juniper was coming up on the road, and I don't want to deal wow. with him." So they went to do their homework to find out brother Juniper was along. He was coming up just over the hill along the side of the road, and he they and this 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 man possessed didn't want to encounter, um, which again speaks Mark to the power of presence. Right, you're, you're, you're talking about, um, we're talking about the importance of awakened, the spiritual life, intercessory prayer. What we're talking about is the power of presence. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I give to you the Holy Spirit. The Greek there, um, when he says, I give to you the power of the Holy Spirit, the Greek for power is dynamua, right? It's where we get the word dynamite, the Holy Spirit, dynamite. This is the power that has been given to us in our baptism. Um, this is this is the kind of power <laughs> of presence that the saints held. Are not just up in the in the stadium cheering us on. They are right next to us, telling us you can do it. You can yeah. do it. Yeah. And 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 we need this this prodding. We need this encouraging. Um, we need this gentle shove, if you will, if not hard push. Uh, to move forward sometimes, especially, Mark, today in 2021, where I touched upon it earlier, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of worry, uh, there's a sense of emptiness. I'm getting a lot of emails right now. <laughs> Joe, I'm so empty. I'm, I'm preoccupied with this or that. We need to turn to God in prayer. We need to be praying for one another. Philippians 4, 6. <laughs> By virtue of intercessory prayer, making requests known, you can know the peace of God. And part of that is, yes, calling upon the saints, um, calling upon the communion of saints, calling upon their intercession, and reflecting upon their lives, reflecting upon the life of, say, a juniper. I mean, a man who went six months at one point of complete silence just <laughs> to challenge himself in, at times, how he felt he might be too verbose or wordy. For six months, you know, he, he, he would go silent. Uh, there, towards the, the end of the six months, there was a lot of uh, people accusing him of different things he didn't do. And he had to resist so intensely that he actually began to bleed through the chest. He went before wow. our Lord, praying, and he said... Uh, you know, I, I'm giving a lot to you, Lord. I mean, it, he was, as much as he's a man of humility and, and, and temperance and patience and all those things, he was a human being and he hit a limit there. And he said to Jesus there on the cross, if this is too much, 
And then as the story is told on this one particular occasion, Jesus reached down, put his hand over his wound and asked him to look at his wounds and said, were these wounds too much? Right. Um, so these, these saints are men of intimacy. They're men of communion. They have so much to teach us. And Mark, I'm very much looking forward to future programs that allow us not only these various aspects of intercession, um, but in doing so, looking at some of these saints who can help us along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe, we're bringing this episode to a close. Uh, for our listeners, please know we are praying for you. We are interceding <laughs> for you. Uh, not just Joe and I, but our Real Presence Radio staff is praying for you. Uh, until the next episode, God bless you. And thanks for joining us on Awaken. This has been Awaken on the Real Presence Radio Network. Awaken is your local morning show. We bring you the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 7 a.m. Central with Mark and Dr. Joe Holcraft. Want to listen to the show again? You can find the podcast any time of the day or night on our website at realpresenceradio.com slash awaken or on the Real Presence Radio app. Again, that's realpresenceradio.com slash awaken. Be sure to join us again next time for more Awaken with Mark and Dr. Joe Holcraft.